And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. Well, hello there, America. It is that time again, folks. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. I want to say thank you for joining us. Welcome to the program. Uh, Hey, if you're new out there, uh, hey, hold on. It's going to be a pretty good ride here, and uh, we hope you enjoy the program. And, uh, hey, the program is growing. Uh, I mean, our, our, our Facebook live views are off the hook. And, uh, and I don't know, maybe we owe some of that to the uh, TV program that we've been doing in, uh, in the Central Virginia market on Comcast and uh, Verizon. And uh, it's, uh, what, Tuesday nights, uh, 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Uh, and that is Eastern time, of course. And, uh, hey, we just want to say welcome and uh, a lot to talk about, folks. We have a couple of fantastic guests that are going to join us later on in the program. Uh, we have what? Kimberly, who boy, what's this? Fletcher. Kimberly Fletcher will be joining us at 1030. Uh, she's with Moms for America. And at 11, hey, talk about an onion toter. You know, I'm always talking about this is Man's World Radio and, and Grown Folks Radio. And, 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 you know, and we have this thing. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of that um that uh, credit card commercial, they say, what's in your wallet? You know, sometimes I want to say, what are you toting? <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe we should ask these politicians that because, you know, we talk about those that are toting a set of onions. And I don't mean baby pearls, okay? <laughs> We're so accustomed to these jokers that are toting a set of blueberries. And, you know, we have a president, Donald Trump, who is the uh, quintessential onion toter, okay? And uh, my 11 o'clock guest is Frank Minitor. Again, the quintessential onion toter. You guys, yeah, please stick around uh, for Frank. His latest book is Spies in Congress. And it's been uh, it's been too long. It's been, what, about four years since I had Frank on the program. I'm really looking forward to that interview. But anyway, for right now, folks, the uh, we have... Uh, what? We have fake bombs, fake news, fake refugees. We have fake candidates. Uh, these fake candidates, these are the Democrats, of course. They claim, uh, of course, it's, it's election time. So at election time, what do they do? They love the flag at election time. They love the police at election time. They love the family at election time. Okay? But these Democrats, they oppose all these things. They're Everything that is foundational the 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 uh the pillars that support this great nation Christian faith well, I, you know those pillars I I've boiled those pillars down literally if you go to my website the really real deal uh, dot com 
And, and again, that's the really real deal.com. You check my website out. We've boiled these pillars down to what I call the seven C's of a successful society. Christian faith, conservative values, constitutional limits, capitalistic opportunity, choice in all things, folks, all things. These Democrats, they want to, they champion the choice to commit a borderside because, oh, the baby is inconvenient. Oh, she needs to get an education. She needs her job, whatever, whatever the reason, okay? But you, you put her inconvenience to the fact that this life has a beating heart and wants to live, and these Democrats, they all, oh, well, we believe in choice. Well, I'm personally, I'm against a border side. Well, they never use that word. I'm the only one that uses that word. They, they call it abortion, okay? Uh, but it's, it's a border side, okay? Homicide, suicide, genocide, aborticide, C-I-D-E, to kill, okay? Now, that's the only choice. They, they, you know, so you, 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 you're going down through these seven C's of a successful society. The, the other choices you could make, choose your doctor, choose your school, choose your faith, choose to exercise your faith, choose to discuss your faith. OK, no, you you can't have those choices. Hey, choose your president. You can't choose your president. They've been ever since uh, Donald Trump got elected, they've been trying to undo the election. OK, so I mean, you know, cast your vote. They want to have someone illegal. They are the champions of uh, voter fraud and every fraudulent vote cancels out a legitimate vote. OK. And in many places in the country, they allow illegal aliens to vote. This is actual, you know, this is actual fact, okay? And so, you know, maybe I need to start calling this Red Pill Radio, okay? That movie, my, uh, my sweet, wonderful wife, uh, Mrs. Hatchett and I, we watched uh, the uh, movie, uh, the, uh, ah, boy, what's, help me now, what's the name of that movie, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, um, ah, the blue pill and the red pill. Uh, we just watched the movie, okay? The movie came out uh, almost 20 years ago, and I'm drawing a, I have brain freeze on the name of this, this, um, this, this movie. But anyway, so it's like, okay, you take the red pill, and you're going to wake up and know the truth of life. You take the blue pill, it'll be like we never had this conversation. You can go back to your regular life, okay? You can go back to, you know, sitting on the couch and, and watching TV and, uh, you know, once a month, you can waddle down to the uh, mailbox and, and get your EBT card, you know, just what whatever. You know, you can go back to, you know, your, your false belief that, you know, the Democrats are, you know, somehow the guy, the folks that are looking out for the little guy. Yeah, they're looking out for the little guy, all right. They're going to make sure the little guy stays little, okay? And if the little guy tries to get up, it's, you know, then it's like, hey, where, where's that little guy? Did you see that little guy? I was trying to squash him, and that joker got off the plantation. Where's that little guy? That's how the Democrats look out for the little guy. And seeing the problem in life is that most people just accept that. And then many people lie to themselves and won't even acknowledge that they're the little guy because there's this giant apparatus in place to make sure to make sure, not only to make sure that you're the little guy, but to make sure that your children will be the little guy to their children. 
because their children get into Harvard. They get into Stanford. They get into Yale, regardless of their grades, okay? Uh, the Clinton's daughter, Chelsea Clinton, I mean, this chick with no journalistic experience got a gig uh, on, I forget which, CNN or MSNBC. You and I can't go there with no experience, but she went. And she was so horrible at it, she was only there for, you know, a few months, okay? But, I mean, this is just, this is how it goes. And so, you little people, you're supposed to serve them, and then your children are supposed to serve their children. And so, and that's just how it goes, okay? But, so, back to these seven C's of a successful society choice, okay? Confrontation with evil. This is what Trump is doing, and they call Trump the bully, all right? I've got some quotes here I want to share with you. First quote is little Jeff Sessions. Uh, you know, this is Jeff Sessions, and I want to say that we are going to take these things seriously, and regardless of your political ideology, we are going to bring the full force of the law down upon you. Okay? And folks, so... Again, this is a little guy, this fake bomber, and who does not fit the profile of a Republican, but he has a van with some Trump stickers on it. So they're going to they, they're going to say, OK, and the movie is is, is is the Matrix. My sweet, wonderful wife let me know the movie is the Matrix, the red pill and the blue pill. OK, so we go, we're going to this is this is red pill radio now. OK, we're going to red pill you. All right. And if uh, now if you want to take the blue pill, then uh, just turn your dial and somewhere on your dial, there's a dude with his head on backwards. that's saying something stupid to some silly song. He's he, he's probably cussing out women, calling them B's and H's. And, you know, the, all that is going on. OK. Or, or the, you know, there's a there's a basketball game somewhere. There's a football game somewhere. OK. Just you can go back to La La Land and pretend that. The hatchet man doesn't exist and that there's no such thing as the really real deal because the really real deal is really this is what the red pill is all about. It's the reality of life, folks, and sometimes it's very unpleasant, but it is what it is, okay? And uh, we can wish that it were otherwise, but that that, that will not make it so. But, again, uh, you know, this uh this 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 guy he's a uh, a former bodybuilder and user of uh steroidal drugs which are, are documented to affect one's mind okay and so his former attorney one of his former employers these people have all said this guy's crazy and he's a nutbag and and this guy was a strip dancer in not not now he he's not built his body up so he can strip for women, okay? So women can throw money at him. Woo! Don't you look good? Oh, I wish my husband looked like that. Oh, no, no, no. This, <laughs> this guy, and not that I'm endorsing that, okay? <laughs> I had to throw that in there. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the Lord would not be pleased with me endorsing that. But, um, but, you know, those, those things happen. And, and, and so 
this is a guy that uh, stripped and danced and went through all that trouble to build his body up, uh, do all that exercising, pump all that iron, and take steroids to make sure he was, you know, extra cut and lean and strong looking so that he can dance and shake his booty in front of a bunch of homosexual men. And now all of a sudden we are supposed to accept the mainstream media narrative that a, this guy, he's a Republican. Okay. And B we're supposed to accept that the only reason that he did what he did was because You know, he was like, he was just, he was minding his own business. And Donald Trump, the Pied Piper, started spouting a bunch of evil and wickedness and hatred. And all of a sudden, this choir boy just, you know, he was like, oh, wow, I have to send some bombs to some people. Thank you for letting me know that, Donald Trump. But this is the narrative. And so this is why it's it's fake news. And it's, it's just, it's all the time. Fake news 24-7, and it's not even close, okay? It is not even close. And the thing about it is that this is this 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 feeble attempt of the Democrats is not gonna work. They are not going to stop this red wave, okay? Too many Americans have taken the red pill, okay? And once you take the red pill, as they say in the movie The Matrix, once you take the red pill, you cannot go back. Okay, you cannot go back. And so all these red peeled Americans, there's a thing in Washington today, the walkaway movement. All right. Trump just had a bunch of uh, these were uh, young black Republicans at the White House uh, just a couple of nights ago. Okay, this is this thing is happening. The people are taking the country back and the swamp is so angry. They've tried everything they could to stop it. When Trump first announced, they said, oh, no way. Okay. And no matter how many uh, thousands, tens of thousands of people showed up at Trump rallies, they made mockery. Now, privately, I maintain that they were always afraid of Trump. Okay. But they went in front of the camera and they cracked jokes. Oh, you think Trump is going to win? <laughs> Okay, they they did this over and over and over again. Okay, and now I started out as a Cruz supporter, but I I even I wrote an article that my guy Cruz was not going to win because he was not strong enough. Okay, and I wrote that a year before it happened, a year before it happened. And I wrote in that article that it would be a Ben Carson Ted Cruz and Donald Trump, those three, and that's exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. I wrote that none of the standard low-fat Republicans, you know, these Jeff Session types, uh, you know, this this is uh, an outrage, and I think that we need to uh, just all settle down. I mean, my goodness, you you might as well ask uh, Miss McGillicuddy, you know, your third-grade teacher, all right, now, you all, you settle down, children. Uh, Brother Craig, are you playing hatchet man again? Settle down. <laughs> this, and so when you, have a, when you have a real man who fights back, okay, the swamp hates it. The intelligentsia hates it. 
The people that have had control of the levers of power hate it, but the people love it. The people love it because for too long, folks, for too long, we've seen the Democrats methodically destroy this nation. And it's been happening for my entire lifetime, my entire lifetime. They've been doing this. Okay. They didn't just, you know, this notion that Barack Obama got this started. No, no, he did not. Okay. Barack Obama was just very, very good at it. Okay. And so to people that don't pay attention, it maybe it appeared that Obama got this started. And now in truth, it did, it, it, it took a huge leap forward under the Obama presidency. And he was, he was a, you know, you can't take it from him. He was a tremendously evil and wicked force in the politics of this nation. Okay. And, uh, and not just the politics, but in the, in the society, you know, but he's not the only one, you know, I saw this, um, Facebook meme, uh, a guy with a T-shirt on, he said, Obama called me a bitter clinger. Hillary, the Hildebeest, called me deplorable. They are the Democrats. They call me a racist or a sexist or an Uncle Tom. But Donald J. Trump, he calls me an American. That's powerful, folks. That's powerful. That's red pill America. We're going to take a quick break. I'm a little long on my opening and uh, we'll be right back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Feeling my way through the darkness. Guided by a beating heart. I can't tell where the journey will end. But I know where to start. They tell me I'm too young to understand. They say I'm caught. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Without a woman or a girl 
That's right. You tell him, James Brown. Welcome back to the program, folks. Man's World Radio. But it would be nothing without our women and our children. That is so true. And, uh, hey, uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, just a few minutes here uh, before the bottom of the hour uh, news break. But, you know, just to share a few more things with you, you know, we have, um, you know, this 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 bombing took a lot of things off the uh, the news, okay? And, again, you know, fake bombs, fake bombs. No one got hurt. I mean, you, you have folks that uh, they say things that are really ugly and hurtful and really have actually inspired many, many people to go out and do wicked things. And now Donald Trump has really has not done that. All Donald Trump has done is, is he's given pushback, okay? People say things about him. They attack him. They uh, created this false, phony Russia narrative when the actual uh, Russian guilty parties are Barack Hussein Obama and Hillary Rodham Clinton. They're actually, actually guilty. And Trump is innocent. We read God's holy word in the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, verse 15. Acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent, the Lord detests them both. And this is what these people do, okay? Obama is acquitted, Hillary is acquitted, and the innocent one, Donald Trump, he's condemned, okay? And so this, um, you know, let's take the Russian narrative uh, really, really quickly. The uranium transfers, 20% of America's uranium tra- uh, uh, capacity transferred to Russian control, and the Clinton Foundation got $140 million, Okay, a one hundred and forty million dollar donation from the Canadian go between company that they bought it and then transferred it over to Russia. Okay, and so, I mean, and Obama is caught on a a hot mic where he did not know the microphone was on and he's talking to Medvedev. uh, Yeah, tell tell uh, Vladimir I'll have more flexibility after my next election. Okay, and he said this right before. Uh, the 2012 uh, midterm election. And, of course, Medvedev, I'll transmit that to Vladimir. Okay? And so, you know, folks, this is just, um, and and the thing about it is so easy to uh, detect. And we have all these evil, uh, wicked um, people in media that will not speak truth. You know, and saying this is a... a, um, this is a habit with uh, the Democrat Party. You know, uh, Charles Sumner was caned almost to death on the Senate floor by a Democrat congressman. No one prosecuted him. No one stopped him. And afterwards, the Democrats began to wear little cane necklaces in support of the caning by a Democrat congressman of a Republican senator because he fought slavery. And I tell you, these Democrats have not been this mad since we Republicans told them they could not have slaves, okay? We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after the news. Cut them down, tell them that God's going to cut them down. Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news. My head's been wet with the midnight dew. I've been down on bended knee, talking to the man from Galilee. Challenge what the future's Try and keep your head up to the sky 
lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Don't be ashamed to cry. You gotta be. You gotta Welcome be back to the program, you America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live as we listen to a little bit of Des Ray right there telling you, you gotta be bad. You gotta be bold. You gotta be wise. And uh, hey, it helps a little bit if you're a little bit cool, too. I think, did she say that? <laughs> did she say that, Tracy? You gotta be cool. Okay, yeah, I thought she said that. You gotta be bad. You gotta be bold. You gotta be wise. And, and you gotta be cool, okay? So that's why your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, uh, Brother Craig, is a little bit on the cool side, okay? <laughs> and uh, now our guest is not, um, we, we're unable to reach our guest. So that opens up the phone lines here, 804. 804- Four five four one three six six. If you would like to call, and uh, hey, even some of you folks are out there viewing us on Facebook from around the country, we would love to hear uh, what's going on. Uh, the you know the spirit of the people, election wise. I already have an inkling what's going on. It's going to be a red wave. Okay, there's just too many red pilled Americans. You know, and as they say in the Matrix, once you take the red pill, you, there's no going back. Okay, and folks are awake. They are awake and they can try all they want to take Donald Trump out. This latest thing is just going to be a little bump in the road, a little hiccup. It is not going to work. OK, it's not going to work. And so, you know, and this this silliness of uh, of, of Jeff Sessions. OK. And so, um, you know, let, let let this be a lesson to anyone, regardless of political beliefs, that we will bring the full force of the law against anyone who attempts to use threats, intimidation, and outright violence to further an agenda, you know? And Democrats been doing this forever and a day, okay? And they've been doing it since he's been um, appointed, okay? And, and what has Jeff Sessions done? He's done nothing, okay? What has anyone done, okay? Remember back in 2012 when Joe Biden... Uh, said in reference to Mitt Romney, and he said this to a black audience, that they want to put y'all back in chains, okay? Last time I checked, the the um, y'all were worried when y'all were in chains, it was Joe Biden's party that did it, okay? And it was Mitt Romney's party that led a war to make sure that it came to an end, okay? And where were all these pulpit pimp Negro preachers to correct uh, Joe Biden. Not one Negro opened his mouth. Not one. If, you know, only black men who are Republicans had something to say. These Democrat leaders, they're not black men. These are Negroes, okay? And the word Negro is archaic. That's old, old thinking where you look to massa because you're not free. Okay, now, even though that and it's just like Pavlov's dog, you know, you put a dog in a pen and you electrify the pen and then you take the electricity away, you take the fence away and the dog still stays. Okay, because you've conditioned him and that's these poverty pimp Negro politicians and that's these pulpit pimp Negro preachers. Okay, some of them do it for even a worse reason because they get paid to do it. But they don't all get paid to do it, folks. Some of them, their thinking is archaic, okay? Their thinking is archaic. And so they would need someone like Harriet Tubman, who this was a black Republican woman who 
led what was known as the Underground Railroad. All right. And now uh, there were times when Harriet would be leading uh, a few folks to go to freedom and then someone would get afraid and they'd want to turn back. Okay. So in other words, this joker has taken the red pill and he thinks he can go back to the blue pill. And Harriet Tubman would simply point her revolver at his head, cock it, and tell him, you are going to be free or you are going to be dead. That's republicanism, folks. That's the war against slavery. That's tough talk. That's man's world radio. That's onion toting. That's Donald Trump. That's Dr. Walter Williams. That's Dr. Thomas Sowell. Okay? That's the hatchet man. That's Colonel Allen West. Okay? Tough talk. We don't need, you know, I was listening to, um, I was listening to a program right, right on uh, WNTW Friday yesterday. Okay? Black guy calls up and he's whining about, uh, oh, it's, uh, there's, racism is a continuum. You, you used to have major racism. Now you have racism where you can't even say a certain thing. And I wanted, I, I mean, I was just, <laughs> what is wrong with these weak Negroes? Could that joker have survived in uh, Harriet Tubman's day? You know, Harriet Tubman would have shot him in the head. It's, it's just the weakness of these men is ridiculous. And it's just, and it strikes me as odd that sometimes the greatest onion toters have to be females, okay? And it's just, it, it just, it strikes me as really, really odd that we cannot get a lot of men to become the five Ps, to become the prophet, the priest, the pastor, the provider, the protector, the pursuer. We just, you, you, you can't get it done. And so our women have to step up, you know? It's just ridiculous. And so, and speaking of women stepping up, our guest, Kimberly Fletcher, is on the line with us. And Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. You're right. The women need to step up. Well, they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, well, as God would have it, the man and the woman would, they would not be unequally yoked. And they would, they would both be stepping up. And the man would come under the leadership of God and be the leader of his family, and he and his wife would lead their children, and they would do this together. That's exactly the way it is supposed to be. And unfortunately, the feminists have kind of messed that up, and they have demoralized and demonized our men to the point where they're afraid to step up and take that role. And we, as the majority, silent majority of women in America, are saying, no, we want strong men. We want to be provided and protected. So provided for and protected. So step up. We got your back. And we are standing up with that message. Yeah, yeah. Well, God bless you for saying that because, I mean, the the ugliness and, and how these neoliberal, and they're not, I don't call them liberals because they really are not liberal. The root word of liberal is liberty. And That's right. God's holy word says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is where you find liberty. And there's no spirit of the Lord in these people. They, they, take, they take the righteous yearnings of women from decades ago, and they jump out in front of the uh, parade, and now they're using it as a club, and men who just want to please women, 
so they sometimes don't understand what to do. It's like, well, what do you want me to do? I mean, it's basically, you know, they want to neuter the men. Am I overstating it? No, you're not. I mean, we had a sitting senator who stood up and said men need to sit down and shut up. And I'm like, no, men need to stand up and come back because yes. we have too many homes without fathers and without husbands. And that's really been ripping at our culture. I, I remember that. And this has just brought this up to me with the whole border issue and the, this caravan of men coming. I see all these men coming. I remember several years ago, back in 2007, I stood on the border with a woman from the other side, a mother of four children mm-hmm. who just looked at me and she. She said, we want our men back as if I've stolen them from her. But these yeah. men, they leave the country. They come up here and sometimes they send money back and for a while. And then they just abandon the family that they left and they start a new family here. And that mother who's left there, she then has to provide for those children. Mm-hmm. And then the children are left at home in, in communities where cartels are running amok. And either those kids join the cartels or they're brutalized by them. And mm-hmm. these are what these mothers are dealing with. And right. when I look at, at inner cities or, or you know, any of these, these areas where you have the fathers that have just largely, they aren't there. And you know what? Feminism did this. Feminism yes. did this when they said, you can, this whole free sex, free love thing, why would a man want to commit when he doesn't have to to get what he wants? Right. We did that. Yeah, Women the, did that. We yeah, why buy the power away. Why that old thing of uh, why buy the cow if you can get the milk for free? And you know, you know, Kimberly, it used to be a time when people taught their daughters this, you know, and and they they taught their daughters that, you know, uh, uh, an aspirin prevents pregnancy. And, you know, now many people, (laughs) you remember that? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Sit in a chair, hold the aspirin between your knees until the man leaves, guaranteed not to get pregnant. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And they don't, they don't teach this anymore. You know, no romance, no finance, no romance. You know, right. they, and so women have sort of given up the power that God gave them in search of a power that God gave to men. It's like the dog. I mean, a lot of these childhood tales have have powerful implications. The dog with the bone who saw his reflection and he let his bone go and went after a mirage of a bone because it looked bigger in the water. Right. Yeah. I, but this is exactly what we're doing. I, it, when I see here and see the things that they're teaching our children and promoting in our schools and in society, it just it, it, it aches inside me to see that we're telling our, our daughters that they're always going to be perpetual victims. They will never be equal to men. We're telling them that they're not going to succeed from the time they're born. That, that is absurd. What we need to be telling them is you have the power. You have so much power that you can lift a man or you can crush him. And you need to wield that power very carefully. We have the power mm-hmm. to say yes. We have the power to say no. We have all the power. Women always have. What the feminists yes. have done is stripped of us of our power and allowed men to to be the, the, the worst that they are instead of lifting them to be the best that they can be. You know, that is so true. And, uh, and as a matter of fact, on that note of um, being the worst, Saul Alinsky wrote a book, Rules for Radicals, 13 Rules for, you know, what he, he called the first radical was Lucifer. Okay. So he's basically giving instructions to little demons of how to be a demon. And so one of his rules is about in the political realm, 
that there is just so much sexual temptation that you might as well not fight it because it's, it, you know, they embrace that. And so right. they embrace this for themselves personally. And it seems they have unleashed this as a spirit upon the nation that has been going for like 40, 40 or 50 years now. It, well, it's, it's interesting that you say 40 or 50 years because I can pinpoint the actual year. It was the year that I was born, 1966, in the spring, when a group of women sat around a table and wrote on a napkin the National Organization for Women and, and launched it. And since then, we've had Glesson and Narrell and all these other organizations that have come up that have been tr- convincing women that a, a right to her own body is a right to kill her own children. And people are buying into this and they're believing it. We've also been telling... We've been promoting this idea that kids are going to do it anyway, so let's give them the safety and protection they need to be able to do it. Nobody's telling them not everybody is doing it. Right. You know what? They get excited when you can go in a room and you can empower them and say, no, not everyone is doing it, mm-hmm. and you don't have to. It's like this this new idea. We we as adults are communicating bad messages and confusing messages to our to our youth, who are going to be our future generations, and we as women are sending messages to our men that are counterproductive to our own value, our own power, and our own existence. And these are the kinds of things that that the vast majority of of mothers in this country are now standing up and realizing we can turn this around in one generation. We are the keepers of the culture. If we don't like what's going on, we have the power to turn it around. And they're realizing that. And with the Moms March movement, we're standing up and we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. So now we have a, uh, I've been talking about the red pill and the blue pill. You remember the movie The Matrix, right? Yes. Okay, so now we have a red America and a blue America. And you know, and I know we have people that say, oh, there's one America, but, you know, you've no, always, <laughs> you're right, you've always had two basic ideologies of government. One says your freedom and your rights come from God, and the other one says your freedom is whatever we say it is because we're in power. That's and, right. And there's always a tension between the two. And so here we are, if, you know, every four generations these two sides flare up. The Revolutionary War, four generations later, the Civil War. Four generations later, World War II, the Great Depression. And we're right now, we're four generations after the, the worldwide battle. And, and, and we're having this battle again. So your organization, what would you say, you know, there are many people whose minds are made up, okay? Right, but right. For, for, say for, you know, some young man, young woman. They've been taught this stuff all, all throughout a middle school, high school, and college, okay? And, you know, maybe they're a first-time voter or they're voting for the second or third time and they're, you know, they, you know, they, they are millennials, basically. Mm-hmm. What do you, or even, you know, older people that are just starting to wake up. Many people are older and they just they just took the blue pill when Donald Trump got it. I mean, I'm sorry. Did I say blue pill? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they, they just, no, they've been blue pilled. They just took the red pill two years ago when Donald Trump got elected. And, right. and, and, but the Democrats love to tout the gender gap, okay, as though somehow the natural constituency of the Democrat Party, part of that is women. What? What do you say to that? First speak to young women and then speak to young men 
you know, not to tell people how to vote, but to tell people what to look for issue wise, because if they do that, then they naturally would vote their interests, which I would think would be Republican. Yes. Well, the first thing we need to talk about is culture, because the culture is what drives the vote, not vice versa. And what I would tell the young women is you have been lied to. (laughs) And this idea that you cannot succeed and that you're a perpetual victim is a lie. And and I want to give them their empowerment back. And then what I would tell the young men is I understand what you're what is coming against you. You try to open a door for a woman or give a seat to a woman and she you know, acts offended. Well, this is what I tell my sons until they realize their value, continue to treat them as the princesses and queens they are until they realize that that's really who they are and they mm-hmm. have the power. When we can change the culture, we'll change the vote. But as far as the vote goes itself, the reason why, and people you know, who've done the research know this, that by far and large, a large number, something like eight to nine, eight to nine percent of the voters in every election are more women, nine, nine to 10 percent more women than men. And most of those women are, are young, unmarried women, don't have children, and they have been fed the blue pill to believe that they, they need to fight for their rights, fight for equality, and all these other kind of things. We already won that war. We should be celebrating it. Instead, now and other organizations are perpetuating it so that they can stay in power. But the, what's happening now is women who live in the suburban communities, God-loving conservative women, by large, vast numbers, not only are not are, don't vote but aren't even registered to vote. I have been blown wow. away by the sheer number. And so what we have been doing is we have been helping these mothers understand your voice is your vote. You don't have to march on Washington to get what you want done. You don't have to show up in mass at a school board meeting to protest the open sex trend, gender bath they're, they're calling transgender bathrooms, which are open sex co-ed bathrooms in their elementary school. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do any of those things. You can vote all of these people out. You can change the culture by teaching these principles and values in your home and then march into the polls to vote those values with your vote. That is what's happening right now. Mothers who have not, and because the three things they tell me are, I don't do politics, politics don't affect me, and my husband votes. I hear it over and over and over again. Uh, What we're telling them is don't relegate your family's future to one vote. We need need every who and who bill to save the republic. And, And we help them understand that voting isn't about politics. Politics is what happens when we don't go and vote our values. Mm -hmm. And obviously, politics affects us when we're dealing with open sex, co-ed bathrooms, comprehensive sex education, common core, all of these things flooding our schools and our children's lives. That affects us. Mm -hmm. And our voice is our vote. That's the message we're sending. And I'm telling you, I have seen these mothers who have not been registered to vote registering and going to the polls and voting early. It's happening. Good. And I think this, there's, they keep talking about a red wave or a blue wave. There's a mama bear wave coming. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now tell folks how they can get a, can partner with you. How can they find you and, uh, and maybe replicate what you're doing in local communities around the country? Absolutely. So they can come to Mums March USA. Dot com. It has uh, our information on mom vote. Um, it has uh, we have a national gathering of mothers that's coming up in March in San Antonio. It's going to be live streamed across the country. All of those things they can find at Moms March USA. 
MomsMarchUSA.com. MomsMarchUSA.com. You got that, folks? And we'll put this up on our website also. And thank you so much, and uh, God bless you. Thank you, sir, and I appreciate everything that you do to secure and preserve the republic. Amen. Hey, I'm just I'm just running my leg of the race. Someone else gave me the baton, and I'm determined to hand it off. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. God bless. All right. Oh, Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will open up the phone lines. Uh, we're going to have about five or six minutes uh, before the top of the hour news. The number here, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. I'm Aretha Franklin. Welcome back to the program, folks. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, the really real deal. Our final four minutes here of our first hour of today's program. The number, if you'd like to get in a quick phone call, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And uh, that was really a fantastic interview there. And uh, I encourage you all to check that out. And, um, and you know, this, this, this election, I, I, I predicted way back that it was going to be uh, not typical uh, because typically uh, it's typically true that the party out of power picks up seats in a midterm election. But, you know, Trump is not typical, you know. And so if you look at if you if you take away from I want to speak a, a minute to people that are habitual uh, Democrat voters. And I want you to just think about what your party uh, represents. You know, the uh, I've been talking about the uh, the eight D's of the Democrat Party. And uh, a, a, a big friend of this program, 
uh, wrote me about the 4D uh, Democrat Party, and I just added a few. But they they literally are. And if you think I'm overstating it, call up and challenge me. The party of deception, they're the party of despair, depravity, disease, division, devolution, destruction, and death. You know, and that's um, that's really what they offer. Okay, and I think conservatism really is rooted in Christian faith, which is how I devised the seven C's of a successful society. And I opened the program with the seven C's, and I think I didn't get to uh, number five, six, and seven. But the seven C's, and you contrast these two things. And, and again, you know, call up and challenge me if you think I'm wrong or if I'm overstating it or if I'm cherry-picking because I, I I don't cherry pick, okay? I just, I deal in truth and in fact. And the seven C's of a successful society, Christian faith, conservative values, you know, we're conserving the idea that your rights come from God, not from politicians. That, that's all conservatism is, okay? Capitalistic opportunity, who could argue with that? That's preferable to communism. Uh, you know, this is why you have 14,000 people wanting to come to a capitalist country, but you do not have 14,000 people marching to break into China, okay, or Cuba. You, you just, it never happens, okay? It, it never happens. So the, um, the, the, uh, the, the Eastern Bloc, the, uh, the former Soviet Union, they had walls with armed guards up there to keep people in. The nation was one great big prison. And so uh, we need to keep people uh, out and allow them to come in in an orderly, legal way, okay? But anyway, real quick, the rest of the seven C's of a successful society, uh, capitalistic opportunity, choice in all things, confrontation with evil, and consistency in application of law, something we don't see and something we're going to talk about uh, with my guest, uh, Frank Minitor, on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And, folks, I don't know if it makes me crazy like the song says, but, uh, hey, we've got a really real deal onion toter guest today. We have none other than Frank Minitor, and it's just been too many years uh, since we've had Frank on the program Uh Frank, uh, we last had him uh, when he wrote the book, The Future of the Gun. I think that's been about four years ago. But he's written uh, Kill Big Brother, 
He's written The Ultimate Man's Survival Guide, uh, Recovering the Lost Art of Manhood. Uh, He's written This Will Make a Man of You, One Man's Search for Hemingway. And he's written Manhood in a Changing World. And uh, his latest book, folks, you got to get this book, Spies in Congress. And uh, just go to his website and just buy all of them. I mean, this, this, uh, Frank, welcome back to the program, man. How you doing? Hey, thanks for having me back here. Hey, it's fantastic. And, uh, you know, this is uh, so on time. And, you know, Donald Trump, you know, the ultimate uh, in in presidential manhood, you talk about an onion toter, okay? And <laughs> <laughs> and this is why they hate him, you know? The, the weasels... The weasels really hate real men. Of course, you know that. <laughs> oh, he tells it like it is, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there's so much that has happened that, of course, we know the Democrats are not going to tell it. But, see, what galls me, Frank, is that when the Republicans don't do it, you know? And it's like that oh, the thing I've been saying for years and years, that the alligator gets loose in the zoo and he bites someone. Do you get mad at the alligator or do you get mad at the zookeeper, you know? <laughs> right. And the Republicans are the zookeepers. And, you know, and, and you're writing about the um, the uh, the Awan spy case uh, who worked for Debbie Wasserman Schultz, okay, the, the, uh, the money trail, all of the deceit. And you write why even Republicans won't talk about it. We know why Democrats won't talk about it, but, you know, share real quick, you know, what this was all about. Yeah, this, this drove me crazy as you're speaking about with Republicans, because when I approached them to ask how this spy ring was allowed to exist for about a decade in the halls of Congress and how uh, the Department of Justice was allowed to cover it up in the end, and I would sit down with the Republican leadership when they would sit down with me, um, and they would say, look, we don't, don't think this is a big deal. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want anything to do uh, with it. Um, and it, it just would bother me, and I would talk to their staffers and a lot of off-the-record conversations, and they would say, look, we just don't want to put attention on this because um, what this does then is it'll, it'll cause the public then to, to look at Congress and look at uh, what's really going on, how offices are, are working, how they're staffed, how, they're, how they uh, uh, hire contractors and so on, as, as this whole team of contractors um, that became aspiring um, actually got in the door without background checks done on them, mm-hmm. um, all these members from, from Pakistan. Um, there's, just, there's so much there, so much that could come out. I mean, one example that would often come up um, was the, the, the fund, the, the, the slush fund that was used by some members of Congress to pay off people who accused him of sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. You know, would, would more of that kind of thing come out um, if uh, the investigation was really allowed to go forward into these 44 Democrats who'd hired Imran Awan and his team? Mm-hmm. Now, how many Republicans hired this spy? None. Zero. See, now this is the thing that gets me about these goofball Republicans, okay? I, I, I'm telling you, Frank, Senator, Republican Senator Stupid and Republican Governor Goofball, they never miss an opportunity to hit a, 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 a slow softball down the middle of the plate. They never miss an opportunity to knock it out of the park. I mean, you know, Scalise gets shot. And what does uh, Goofball Boy Scout Ryan say? Oh, all of Congress is under attack. You know, the man asked, are these Republicans or Democrats before he pulled his gun out? And so here you got 44 Democrats use these Middle Eastern spies and zero Republicans. And the Republicans are saying this is going to bring too much light on Congress. It's going to bring light on Democrats. Am I overstating it? 
Oh, no, they, they didn't get this at all. There were about a, a half dozen Republicans, Freedom Caucus guys, uh, basically, uh, who were very loud about it, would talk about it, um, did interviews with me on it, um, and they were great. But they, they established Republicans, including Ryan, who he was running it, of course, uh, would not touch this case for anything. And it, just, and it baffled me because this was just a, a way to go right after them and a way to reform mm-hmm. Congress in a very important way, and they just will not do it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's so unfortunate. And then you have the uh, the Chinese spy, okay, uh, with um, uh, what's the name out in California? Yeah, it was, it was Diane Feinstein. Feinstein, or, yeah, right. Yeah, and, well, there's been a lot more than that. There was a recent person called Doxing, but most people don't know that know what that is. But it was an intern who just walked into a Senate office, who, who, a former intern, um, sat down at a computer and started downloading data, and then put that data up on Wikipedia pages, people's private information, their home addresses of, of senators, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's that easy to walk into Congress and, and do this. And, and spy agencies around the world that say, "Wait a second, this group of Pakistani uh, people without background checks got in and downloaded terabytes of data on on these 44 Democrats, including people on." Intelligence Committee and other important committees, um, all this incredible data, and, and probably that data was then sold to, to Pakistani intelligence uh, based on mm-hmm. sources I have. Um, so it's wide open. Can't we go in there and do the same thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's, and that's, the, that's where this gets oh, really bad. Hire this these does people. Yeah, yeah. Now, the guy that uh, walked into um, uh, a, um, an office and did the doxing, I think that was that Mad Maxine Waters's. Uh, intern? I, I, I Honestly, I don't know whose senator it was. That hasn't been reported, and I haven't been able to find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember hearing about that, that it was some uh, prominent uh, Democrat, this person worked for this very prominent Democrat. Now, I know most of this stuff happens under Democrats because they, you know, they don't believe in law and order anyway, and, uh, you know, who knows whether they um, do this and just try to have the aura of deniability as though it was just some sort of accident or whether these things are actually accidental because they are just that stupid. So what's your take? Are they wicked or are they stupid? Or if it's a combination, you know, maybe try to give us a percentage breakdown. <laughs> Well, it's a pretty big com- a combination because you know, these guys, these Pakistani guys, uh, they actually fit into a couple of pools of protected people, according to Democrats. You know, they're, they're first-generation immigrants. Im- Imran Awan got here on a visa lottery and, and took his family oh, here. Oh, visa lottery, okay. <laughs> and, that's, yeah, so that's, and, and they're also they're, they're Muslim-American. They put them in another box of being a protected uh-huh. So though, right away they saw them as someone they had to protect instead of, wait a second, oh, okay. like anyone else, let's actually vet them. Yeah. Now, Frank, do you remember... Uh, back when we were at war with Germany, do you remember that pool of protected Nazis that we couldn't we we couldn't look at? <laughs> well, I'm not old enough to remember them personally, but historically, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, and another thing that they went after Trump uh, on, you know, it's like everything the man says, they try to pick it apart. And th- again, this is provable. Today is the 35th anniversary of the 1983 bombing. Um, of the uh, Marine barracks and Hezbollah, who was responsible for that, Trump stated that in this caravan that's marching on our nation, that mixed in, there were some uh, Middle Eastern bad guys. And I've known for many, many years that Hezbollah has uh, training camps in South America. Yeah, I've been on that border um, quite a bit, uh, especially in Texas. And it's... You know, what was even environmentally happening, the, the, the ground is disgusting, what's, what's being left. 
But I, I saw, I mean, just walking around, I saw chases going on and helicopters going over my head and running into people. It, it's, it's chaos on that border, uh, which is unfortunate for the people there and unfortunate for the people who are, are being coyoted across because they have to pay actual drug smugglers to bring them across. So by, by allowing open borders, we're actually allowing drug smugglers to make even more money. So we're funding the bad guys. It's just the ethical thing mm-hmm. to do is, is to have, have a real migration pro- uh, immigration process where they can legally go through this, where they can't just illegally cross the border. Yeah. Yeah. And for those that say, you know, a lot of times, you know, people like you write books. I talk about this stuff on radio and TV and uh, and, and, and write articles about it. And one of the things they often say, oh, y'all, you guys are engaging in conspiracy theories. And, you know, here's a quote from the Bible. OK, this is 2000 years old from the book of Luke. And they watched him and sent forth spies which should feign themselves just men that they might take hold of his words so they might deliver him unto the power and authority of the governor, okay? And for the unreligious out there, you can, we can cite Sung Tzu, okay? 2,500-year-old uh, book. Uh, the greatest victory you ever win is the victory when you do not have to fire a shot, okay? And the value of spies. I mean, we, you know, share with the audience, you know, how it is that, this is so real and so present, but yet and still they are made to think that we're overreacting when this is historically uh, what happens between nations. It always has, right? And it, every, a lot of companies and governments out there want to spy on our congressmen and elected officials to find out what they're voting on, where their money is going. I mean, we give a lot of money to Pakistan right now. They might want to affect that in some way. So it, for them to be spying and us to be spying on another country for, for all, it, it's normal. Um, but we should be protecting ourselves. If they're allowed to undo, have undue influence on a politician because they have their emails, and a lot in this case, they probably, uh, the emails of these 44 Democrats was probably given to the Pakistani intelligence. Can they then go in and, and force one of these politicians to vote a different way or to allocate more money a different way or to do something that would affect them, that then would affect our freedom and our money and so on. I mean, it's, it's all connected. So for us to say this is no big deal, these people just were guilty of bank fraud, let's like make it all go away as quickly as possible, which is what occurred when, it, and unfortunately, there's so much more to this, um, leaves us wide open to these kind of effects that can then affect our own freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, are there any people on the horizon that you see? Because, you know, many people are so upset with uh, Sessions because, as you accurately point out, the uh, Department of Justice has been uh, hiding uh, not only this, but they, they hide an awful lot. And you would expect that. In, well, maybe you wouldn't expect it, but in the environment, the way things have been, been going the last 10 years is to be expected when Democrats are in power that they would hide Democrat malfeasance. But... Now, for two years, we've had Jeff Sessions, okay? So what is going on is, you know, I I don't know why Trump doesn't just fire the guy, all right? But who on the horizon could Trump replace Sessions with or, you know, why he hasn't fired uh, Rosenstein or Mueller? And there are a lot of characters that have ties back to the Obama administration. And for, for the life of me, and I don't often say I don't, I can't figure out why. I don't say that often because I usually do figure it out. But for the life of me, Frank, I cannot figure out why in this case, Donald Trump has not cleaned house. And if he did clean house, who would he replace? Who would be replaced and who would he replace them with? Yeah, well, 
personally, I mean, it's, it's time for Sessions to go. Um, and, I, and I just, based on the wins, I'm feel, I think he's probably waiting, Trump's probably waiting for this midterm election uh, to then let Sessions go. And it, he's a damaged guy. He's, he's an establishment guy. Um, he's not going after all of these kind of scandals that have occurred. Um, he's allowing these cover-ups to continue to occur. Uh, he needs to be fired. And, you know, a few years ago, I would have said a guy like Chris Christie, who, who was willing oh, to take on and, and walk in there and just <laughs> kick things over and, be, you know, get very Trumpian about these kind of... I don't know that he's the right guy anymore. He's been damaged, but on his own behalf. But someone like that, like a Trump who was willing to go in there and be very politically incorrect and actually Mm -hmm. say things and expose things, that would just be, wow, what a breath of fresh air that would be for America. Oh, yeah, yeah. A breath of, I mean, Trump is a breath of fresh air, you know? But uh, now who has been, you you said that there were some guys in the Freedom Caucus and, um, you know, my own personal congressman is Dave Bratt. He's a prominent member of the Freedom Caucus, a um, the only economist in Congress and a seminarian to boot. And Jim Jordan, oh, I love Jim Jordan. It, you know, did you know that guy was undefeated in wrestling in college for four years? <laughs> I, I sure did, actually. And, and uh, he, he he tells it like it is. If he was in, part, in the Department of Justice, wow, what would happen? He would just scare them. What you would see in the Washington Post at that point, because they would just anything they could to take him down, because yeah. he, would, he would just go after it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what we need. That's, I mean, that's what we need. I'm praying that he somehow gets a uh, hold of the speakership, and um, you know, the uh, the um, the swamp is already touting uh, McCarthy, okay, who's you know establishment all the way. And uh, I'm not asking you to weigh in on that, but anyway, uh, your book. Who else? Uh, who else has received well what you write about spies in congress so we can uh, at least give them credit for doing so you know actually fox and a lot of a lot of places that have talked about it it's been it's out there it's just it's not getting the media it really should be the cover up unfortunately was very affected from the department of justice their their plea deal as they did where they literally exonerated him in there even though it can prove and the fact well, they exonerated who they exonerated Imran Awan and his, and his oh, team. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. And, and by doing that, they covered this all up and allowed Debbie Washman Schultz and these other Democrats to walk away from something that they really should be prosecuted for. I mean, the, the theft that has gone on here, the, the, how wide open they that, that terrible, I mean, paying these people these huge salaries for all these years, a lot of them not showing up. There's just there's so much to this thing, the spying that definitely occurred, very provably occurred. Uh, it, it's just outrageous that this is all allowed to be just Put, a, put aside so quickly, and by Department of Justice run by, right now, by the Trump administration, by, well, with Sessions. Yeah, yeah. So, look, maybe I'll send Trump a memo. Uh, he needs to tap you on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's called him Rene Wan, the, the Pakistani mystery man, and he's, he seems well aware of what, what's occurred. Um, and I'm hoping then, after a new attorney general comes in, I hope, after this election, um, they're a bit stronger. Yeah, yeah. God knows we need it. You know, um, you know, I was quoting uh, another Bible verse earlier where, where uh, this is from the book of Proverbs, uh, chapter 17, I believe, that two things God hates would be for the innocent to get away and for the, well, for the guilty to get away and for the innocent to be charged. And we seem to have a whole lot of that going on. And uh, now, before I let you go, would you like to comment any on the uh, attempt by the deep state to take this president down, uh, you know, the, and they they have a real Russia collusion with Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Uranium One, 140 
million dollars uh, donated to the Clinton Foundation by this pass-through Canadian company. Um, and Obama on a hot mic uh, saying to the whole world, although he thought he was saying it to Medvedev, you know, literal, literal actual collusion with Putin. And Donald Trump, they have fake collusion, and half the country thinks Trump is guilty and Obama and Hillary are innocent. Yeah, there have been so many times as a reporter doing stories where I'm, I'm in a congressional hearing or a Supreme Court covering something, and I'm sitting next to the Washington Post and AP and, and, and talking to these people. Um, when you talk to them privately, I mean, I'll ask them questions. Like, so, Al, you're actually going to write about this, Fast and Furious, or whatever the scandal is going on at the time. Um, and they'll actually privately just kind of snicker and laugh and tell you the truth. Well, that's not really a part of our narrative. We're pushing this narrative over here. And, you know, and sometimes I would just wish I, I'd wow. put on a, a, a little camera and get them and be, be that kind of I'm just not that kind of reporter. But um, well, they it know works it, for it, James O'Keefe. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway, well, the type of reporter that you are, you are invaluable, sir. You do uh, so much and uh, you write so well. And uh, now one thing before I let you go for the young male listeners in our audience, please share with them why you have written and you've written so many books about manhood. Please, can't let you go without you sharing that with the audience, because we live in a time where uh, Donald Trump brought the big onions to the political scene, and, you know, a lot of people really don't get it. Yeah, well, basic honor is under attack. I mean, gentlemen ideas are under attack. And the basic reason for that is that they see anyone, I mean, reality as a way of growing up conservatives, right? Deal with real things. That's what a man does. That's what grows a gentleman. And so the other side sees that, the progressive left sees that and says, huh, um, that's a constituency that votes against us, those strong stand-up men. So what can we do? We have to destroy men. We have to destroy actually masculinity. Manliness itself, we have to attack that and, and destroy it and just take the definition of it and scramble as much as we can to mix them up and confuse them and destroy manliness because they're a political constituency that votes against us. We can't have that real American mm -hmm. male voting against us. So that's what's really occurred. It, it, it's sad. You see it in academia, and I see it when I visit colleges. Uh, you, see, you see it all over the place, especially in mainstream media now where, where being a man is just derided and is put down and is called something much less than it is. I mean, being a gentleman is a stand-up guy who protects women. And any man who, has to, who puts down women in order to prop up his own ego, well, he's too insecure and weak to be a real man anyway. That's not what a man is. Wow, that's, uh, that's a brilliant analysis. Uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate that. And, folks, you've got to go to this man's website. Uh, get these books. If you have a millennial uh, at home, buy one of these manhood books. Uh, for your millennial, and uh, it, it would make a great Christmas present or a great present at, at any time. And uh, in this latest book, again, uh, Spies in Congress, where can folks get it, Frank? Oh, it's at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, really wherever books are sold. Oh, okay. All right. Any other websites, what, frankminister.com, any other places where folks can reach out to you? Well, you can find my articles at Fox News. At, I write a lot for National Review, and I write a lot for the NRA. Oh, okay. Great, great. Well, all right. Well, listen, it's been great having you. I promise you we're not going to let another four years pass before we have you back again to share with folks here on The Really Real Deal. God bless you, brother. Thank you. All right. Bye now. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take a really quick break here, and uh, we will be right back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig.
and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, America. Man's World Radio, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live, although I'm only back for about one minute, folks, and we're going to go to the bottom of our news break uh, very shortly. But you, you did hear the giving ad, and I want you to know that your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, I cannot stand behind this microphone uh, free. Freedom is not free. And, uh, hey, if you would like to be, literally be a watchman, on the wall and stand beside me. We ask you for your uh, financial support. Go to our website, thereallyrealdeal.com. Click on the donate button or send an old-fashioned check in the mail to The First Amendment, Inc. The First Amendment, Inc. 8659 Staples Mill Road, Richmond, Virginia, 23228. And when we come back, we will open up the phone lines, folks. 804 804- 454-1366-804-454-1366. On your arm, will stand up at the terror in each sip. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. 
So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Just as I am without one plea But that thy blood was shed for me And that thou bidst me come to thee O Lamb of God, I come I come. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here. Our final 30 minutes on America's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. I love that version of that song by Johnny Cash. And, uh, hey, you just heard the giving ad again, and I will give out the mailing address for you again uh, for those who perhaps may not uh, be online uh, where, of course, the mailing address is there uh, at the website, thereallyrealdeal.com. But uh, if you want to become a watchman on the wall and stand beside uh, Brother Craig and help us in, in our endeavors, uh, help me to be able to share the word that the Lord has put on my heart to share with our nation, uh, the, uh, you would make your check out to the First Amendment, Inc., and the address is 8659 Staples Mill Road, 8659 Staples Mill Road. That's Richmond, Virginia, 23228, 23228. And we greatly appreciate it. And um, also, now, if you'd like to call in and participate, okay, and I know we have Facebook uh, viewers and Facebook fans all over the, the nation. And uh, as a matter of fact, I just recently saw a uh, bunch of folks from uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico up on my Facebook. And uh, I used to live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And um, so um, I have lots and lots of uh, actual friends and Facebook friends out there in the what I what I affectionately call the big ABQ. And uh, so we would love to hear from uh, some of you folks. Uh, 804-454-1366 is the number. 804 454 one three six six, and uh, and so what we're going to do is I, I'm going to actually deputize you you guys out there, and and you so you are now deputized as a member of Hatchet Nation, and so you can be a reporter and you can call up and report on election activity. We've got uh, what twenty four more minutes left in today's program. Uh, you know. What are your thoughts on the election? What uh, what are your what are you hearing from your friends and your neighbors? Uh, and in particular, I'm particularly interested in the uh, the walkaway movement. Okay, there is a, a march in Washington today, and it's actually scheduled to start at 12 noon. Okay, and it's uh, it's the walkaway movement, and this is people that are uh, traditional historically they vote Democrat, but they are walking away from the Democrat Party. And there are many, many blacks, you know, the, the black vote has been voting 90 percent 
uh, Democrat for years, which is it's 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 mind boggling that the Republican Party is the party of Abraham Lincoln, the party that not only uh, fought a war. I mean, blood was lost to end slavery. Okay, then after that. The Republican Party fought legislatively for all the black rights, the civil rights. You know, and there were civil rights bills uh, in the 1800s, okay, all championed by Republicans, all fought by Democrats. And even in the 1960s, the final civil rights legislation that got passed, you had a Democrat president put his signature on the bill, okay, but th- this was Johnson. But see, when Johnson was a senator, he voted against these laws, all right. And these were laws that were written un- under the Eisenhower administration. They were finally passed under a Democrat president, but they were passed because Republican legislators uh, voted for them. OK. And, they, and so what ended up happening was that the Democrats saw the handwriting on the wall, jumped out in front of the parade, thumped their chests and went out and proclaimed to people that do not pay attention that we, the Democrat Party, are we of the party of the little guy. And, yeah, they are. They're the party that makes sure that you stay the little guy, your children will be the little guy, and your grandchildren will be the little guy. And they're still doing it with this inferior education and the immorality and everything that they that they push. And uh, But, we're, look, we're going to welcome Edison to the line. Edison, what's on your mind today, brother? The teacher shall appear, and the students shall heal. Thank you, Brother Craig. I appreciate I mean, I appreciate uh, Brother Hatchet. I appreciate that so much. <laughs> I said I told to Craig a while ago. I said, man, let me get on the phone to call. Anyway, but thank you so much, Brother Hatchet. But well, here's where I'm at. Thank you, I, and I God guess, bless uh, you. That's very kind God of you. God bless you. You know, when I was a boy, my, uh, my father was a Democrat. But my father became a Republican. My father told me that the Democrats used to be the Republicans and the Republicans used to be the Democrats. I didn't understand it when I was. But I'm going to tell you, Edison, that's that is a myth. That is that is a because you cannot name, no one can name which, which Republicans switched over from being Democrats. Okay, what happened was that they all died out and they they died out as Democrats. And so what they what the and this is a, a myth that's perpetuated by the Democrat Party. The Democrats try to say that the Democrats used to oppose and, and put their foot on the, the necks of blacks. But the, and now the Republicans do that and the Republicans do not do that. No one. You know, I challenge anyone to call up here and tell me where, you know, Donald Trump or George Bush or Bush senior or Ronald Reagan or Eisenhower, or, you know, or Nixon, okay? They cannot name the well, Republican you, president me... that advocated anything racist or that would be harmful to blacks, that put their foot on blacks, nor, nor Edison, can they mm-hmm. name the uh, this big flow of senators. There was one senator and one congressman that switched from the Democrat Party to the Republican Party, and that mm-hmm. it was Strom Thurmond, and from North Carolina, he's gone. He's mm-hmm. gone to glory now. But he used to be a Democrat, and he became a Republican. And there was one Congress member who did like I cannot remember the name of the congressman well, that switched. Well, let, me, let me interject now. Go let ahead. Go interject. ahead. I'm. I'm just saying. Okay. I, I believe I you when you say your father you told you that. But but let me let, let's have but, a dialogue here. Okay, that's that's fine. Let, let that's here. fine. 
go go run with it. Okay. What was it? What was Abraham Lincoln? Republican. Thank you very much. And what was uh, uh, George Washington? George Washington. Well, the, hold on, George. George Washington advocated against the formation of political parties. And see, All right, well, the, let's stop right there. But let, let, let's start, let's let's stay with this. Right, that's the beginning of it. Let, 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 let me go this. Let me go this. I'm not trying to be obstinate. I'm just not saying. Oh, Abraham I know you Lincoln, mean well, but go ahead, share Abraham your view. Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln was a, uh, was first Republican was. president. Okay, okay, and okay, so he was the first Republican. So you know, and 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 and. and let me just say this. Uh, let's put aside he's Democratic Republicans. Didn't that just? Well, no, no. Let's not put it aside. Let me let me break it down for well, you. Let okay. me, I called to make a point. Let okay, me, go I, ahead. Make your point. Over the line. But make the make your point. This. But I need you to make it quickly, though. Right. Okay. Well, here I am. My point is simply this. You know, I know a lot. Along, I know a lot of people that that are close personal friends of mine, and they professed to me in private that they were supporters of. Trump. And when they were asked by different ones who they voted for, they wouldn't tell them. And that's what's going on right now. They won't admit who they are or whatever. Now, I don't condone. Now, I agree with you there. That's that's happening. I don't condone. I don't condone what happened to uh, to uh, in in the Democrats uh, uh, so far. I mean, the Republicans, I mean, uh, Democrats uh, uh, that uh, in, in Republicans. The stuff that's going on now, uh, Pelosi and all them. I don't wish that anybody would receive a bomb or anything. But I'll tell you something. People ought to be careful because the Bible says it, and I believe it. And, and I'm not saying that God would do something like this, but let me tell you something. You can't talk hate and, and all that kind of stuff and, and hurt people and stuff because it comes sure, back on your you. Your sins will find you out. I'm done. Amen, brother. Thank you so much, Edison. All right. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I want to just say, uh, and again, the number 804, thank you, Edison. Uh, if someone else would like to call, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And, uh, and, you know, people like, you know, I, I, we, I'll save that whole Republican-Democrat thing for, for another day. Time is short. And, uh, you know, I could go through that, uh, but I would recommend the movie um, Death of a Nation by Dinesh D'Souza. And he breaks it down perfectly. He wrote a book and made a movie. Uh, Dinesh is the uh, the top um, documentary filmmaker in the nation. I think he has either three or four of the top ten all-time documentary films were made by Dinesh D'Souza. And so he breaks it down perfectly, okay? And, I, and I've been saying it for ten years on the air and, uh, and eight years on TV. Speaking of which, uh, Tuesday nights, 7.30 to 8.30, uh, for those of you who are in the Central Virginia viewing area, you can catch The Really Real Deal on television. Uh, it airs on uh, Channel 95 for you who have Comcast and Channel 36 if you have Verizon. And if you have neither, you can catch it via Facebook Live. Okay, so uh, this is my eighth and final year of doing this, and we uh, we have six episodes this year. The first two are done, so we have four more. Okay, Tuesday nights, seven thirty to eight thirty. But we are uh, in our subject uh, this year has been truth and lies in politics and society, and you know, and that that bugaboo about the two party switch—that's one of the lies that the Democrats 
like to tell because they are pretending to be the party of the little guy. And what has happened is one reason why they hate Trump so much. Trump has exposed the lie. Okay. And for years and years, Republicans just figured that there were going to be enough responsible, intelligent people to show up at the polls that, you know, we were going to win our fair share of elections uh, just on the strength of, of Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, capitalists, responsible people, the, the adults, okay? And, and it's just with, with the Democrats commandeering education decades ago, uh, they've just dumbed the nation down to the point where now emotion rules rather than reason, okay? And so along comes Donald Trump to break that up, and they're just beside themselves. And so, you know, uh, you know and again, I, I love, you know, I'm not a uh, theologian. I'm not the, the, the world's greatest uh, Bible expert, but I do believe in, I read, and I study the Word of God in the Holy Bible. And I would like to share with you a little bit from the book of Nehemiah. And uh, this is uh, chapter 4, verse, I'm going to start at verse 7. But it came to pass that when Sanballat, Tobiah, and the Arabians heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very wroth with anger, okay? And so you, you, you see, folks, when they heard it, okay, when they, before they saw it, when they heard, okay, and so when Trump used to just say, build that wall, Okay, they didn't like it. They did not. They don't want the physical wall to be breached, nor do they want the spiritual walls. And see, there's a lot of spiritual walls that we have to build around ourselves, around our families, around our communities and around our nation, around your businesses, around your institutions. You have to build spiritual walls. And so the spiritual walls need to be repaired and the breaches need to be stopped. And so the spiritual wall is being breached by the spiritual personality of Donald Trump, which is that of a strong man, an onion toter. And what Trump does is he emboldens others to speak up in a good way. I'm not talking about this crackpot down in Florida, okay? And this is what the mainstream media would have you believe that somehow this crackpot is representative of what happens when, you know, uh, this alleged hateful language of Donald Trump uh, activates people. And you've had one guy to do this, and you've had dozens, okay, dozens that have been activated by the hateful language of Democrats, and the media never picks apart what Democrats say, even though Barack Obama, you know, where's my little list here, (laughs) okay, um, well, I don't need the list. Okay, I've got the list here. All right. So here we go. Uh, go back to uh, Joe Biden. They want to put y'all back in chains, he said to a group of blacks in reference to Mitt Romney. Lie. Okay. Uh, 2016, Tim Kaine. We've got to, this is a direct quote from Tim Kaine. We've got to fight in Congress, fight in the courts, fight in the streets, fight at the ballot box. And now there's momentum to be able to do this. Tim Kaine said that on the Morning Joe uh, show on MSNBC. Obama, uh, just this past Friday, uh, actually this was yesterday, the character of our country is on 
the ballot. The Republicans make stuff up, okay? No one wants to dissect what Obama made up. You can keep your doctor. Your premiums will come down by $2,500, okay? Simultaneously, he told a crowd of union workers, I think this was up in Canada, where they currently have um, single-payer health care, okay? He told them, we can't get single-payer in one step in the United States. It's going to take 15 to 20 years, okay? And see, folks, this is why they got so angry when Obama, too, uh, which is uh, the Hilda Beast did not win because that's how they would have completed that um, transition to single payer. And see, single payer sounds innocuous enough, but what does single payer mean? Single payer means that the only entity legally allowed to pay for any medical procedure or any medicine or any medical device would be the would be the government. Only the government, that you cannot pay for it, I cannot pay for it. We cannot have private insurance. You know, we would no longer have a personal relationship between the doctor and the patient. Every doctor would, in effect, de facto become a government employee. It would be the same fight that was occurring between Plato and Hippocrates 2,500 years ago, okay, where Plato wanted the doctors to be able to control the population and Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, the, the, the originator of the Hippocratic Oath, okay? Hippocrates said, no, the, uh, the doctor and the patient should have a personal relationship. And Hippocrates was against aborticide and euthanasia. Plato was in favor of both because to Plato and to, modern, to these modern democrats, medicine is something that you use to control people with. And now what they say to you, they don't say to you, well, you know, vote Democrat because I'm going to control you with health care. You know, I'm going to have the power of life and death over you. And if you don't do what I say, I'm going to withdraw your health care from your grandma. And she's going to die. They don't say that. They do that. This is what they do. OK. And it's provable. Little remember little Charlie Gard. Remember little Alfie Evans, little babies over in England. They would not allow them to have health care, nor would they allow their parents to remove them from the country and bring them to America for medical treatment. And so when a government disallows you to get on a plane with your child and leave the country, you are de facto a slave. And this vaunted uh, universal health care that these Democrats are so in love with, is, it's a de facto control device. It's not a device of we care for you and the Republicans don't. No, it's control. It's control. They're never going to admit that. You have to be a self-thinker. You have to take the red pill, okay? And anyone, you know, you want to chime in or challenge me on that, 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. But, you know, back to the, the statements by all these Democrats, you know, Obama calls this uh, 14,000 strong group of people marching this way. Uh, they're a bunch of impoverished, malnourished refugees. And that the Republicans are just scaring, uh, scaremongering. You know, it's ridiculous. Obama in 2008, if they bring a knife, you bring a gun. Eric Holder just recently, you know, kicked them. All right. Hillary Clinton. 
you can't be civil to Republicans. I mean, I, I've got a list very long uh, on, on these wicked things that Democrats have said to include, and we're going to get you in a second, Horace, to include when Barack Obama, every time there was a um, conflict between police and a citizen, Obama always went against the police and police assassinations went through the roof. All-time record highs of police assassinations while Barack Obama always went against the police. Always. Always. And we're going to say hi to Horace. Horace, what's on your mind, brother? Hi, Brother Craig. Listen, I want to say too much because there are people, reactionary people who get mad at you and try to do bad things. Oh, yeah, I've been getting okay. death threats for yeah. 10 years on the air, Horace, so I'm I'm <laughs> used to it, brother. And you you remember, see, you're, you're an old head. You remember when I was new on radio. Didn't I yeah. get death threats live on the air? Yes, you did. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm still talking. I'm still breathing. It's 10 years later, almost. Actually, yeah. next month will be the beginning of my 11th year. And these people, they don't scare me, Horace. Yeah, they don't scare me either. But, you know, I was very amused with this last episode of the Democratic, the deranged Democratic Party with this bomb guy here. Yeah, <laughs> I what, mean, his profile is that of a Democrat. He's a homosexual dancer. That, that is the demo, part of the Democratic playbook. Yes. And, um, and uh, you know... Uh, what I'm very surprised about is the fact that the FBI and all these people are in league with them. That is one of the biggest hocus-pocus that I've ever seen. Yeah. And they, they have a news conference, and they, and they, believe, that, that, that they believe that the president is um, fall for the trick, but I don't think he did. Oh, no, Trump's uh, not. Going along. He's just going along with them to let them feel mm-hmm. like he's in league with them. But he know that um, this is a big play act from from um, the Barnum and Bailey Circus. Yeah, um, I'm I'm just laughing, and and I hope a lot of us didn't fall for it. Yeah, to that this is what another part of the trick. Yeah, I know. But listen. Board. Listen, brother, I've got two more yeah. calls to get. I, re- right. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you, okay? Yeah. Oh, okay. God bless you. Yeah. I'm still lifting you up in prayer, brother, for you to, for Same your well-being. You. God God bless you. you. All Thank right. You. And uh, I think we lost uh, Big Mike, so call back Big Mike, and we're going to say hi to Jill. Uh, Jill, what's on your mind? I was going to mention Charlie Gard and Alfie Evans, but you did that already for me. Oh, but, uh, what I want to say is this. The idol of the liberals and the Democrats was the one who signed one of the most racist or federal orders in the history of this country. He had a whole slew of people locked up without trial or just for their ancestry. That was, that was FDR. Yeah, FDR, Executive Order 90066, I believe. Yeah. And you, if you want to know more, liberals, huh? yeah, FDR not only interred the Japanese, but FDR sent a ship full of Jews back to Germany to certain death. Yeah, the truth. Yeah, and see, and, and this is the thing. These Democrats, they're so wicked, 
and the media loves these people, and they falsely claim Republicans are the wicked ones. I mean, John Kennedy raped a girl in the White House, um, Mimi Alford, and had her having sex with his friends while he watched, okay? Ted Kennedy murdered a woman, Mary Jo Kopechny. Did you see the movie about um, Chappaquiddick? No, I don't go to movies usually. Oh, well, by now you should be able to get it on demand. But this is, uh, you know, the, the the wickedness. And, and of course, you know, Bill Clinton is legendary. Uh, not only all the women they've abused, that Clinton raped one of the women, but all the people they've had killed. I mean, the Clintons are just uh, legendary. They truly are Ahab and Jezebel, the two of them. About 12 years old, I was uh, kind of surprised, you know, they claimed the Republicans wanted to keep black people down. The Democrats were, what in the heck? George Wallace was a Democrat. So yes, yes, and you can go on. You are, you know your history, so they can't fool you, Jill. <laughs> well, I know something about it. All right. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for your call. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Well, all right, folks, uh, we're just going to have to let that be the last word. It's been a really, really uh, great program. We really, really had two really outstanding guests on the program today. I just, uh, I love them both. They really, really, and kind of on the same theme, uh, a theme of uh, a manhood, of being what God created you to be, uh, you know, men and women uh, fulfilling um I mean, you know, the first thing, you know, male and female created he them. And, you know, we have to fight against people that are in opposition to things that are as basic as one plus one equals two. And, you know, sometimes I feel like, wow, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm explaining things as though I'm talking to, uh, you know, children. And, you know, we're, we're adults and these things are obvious. And so, you know, my prayer uh, for this nation is that many, many, many people uh, are taking the red pill and are beginning to wake up and realize that they cannot go back and they will not go back. And so I would just pray that the Lord would be with every last one of you uh, in the sound of my voice and that God would bless you and keep you and that always, always that the face of the Lord would shine upon you. Uh, I ask you to check us out uh, Tuesday night if you're in the uh, Central Virginia area. Our television program, The Really Real Deal, uh, 7.30 to 8.30, uh, Comcast and Verizon Channel 95 uh, or 36. And tomorrow morning, uh, 9 to noon, right here on 8.20 a.m. And in the meantime, go to our website, folks, thereallyrealdeal.com, thereallyrealdeal.com. And thank you to all of the callers. God bless you, America. We're going to see you next week here live. Same hatchet time, same hatchet station. Man made the boat for the wall.